0: Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode 92. Uh, tonight, James and I sit down and have a good conversation about leadership and just the state of first responders um, and the whole career field and what we're seeing right now. Um, so I hope you guys learned something. Uh, we had a really great conversation. So... Here you go. Episode 92 of the Washdown Podcast. Um, I get uh, car insurance or car warranty stuff a lot. So it's either car warranty stuff or sell a house that I don't own stuff. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Exactly. And I mean, I told one of the people that, uh, you know, wanted to buy the house that I didn't own. Sure. I said, I'll sell it to you for 2000000 million. You're place a briefcase with small mark marked bills in this trash can at this park and i will put the deed in this park across the city how about that uh that's what i thought dickhead don't ever fucking call me again so there's a guy on tiktok
1: that i don't know how he does it but his videos are badass and he straight up of, like hacks the like buildings where oh yeah he's on he's got a youtube channel he, too. he does too yeah yeah it's like, like 30 minute videos of he, him talking and the and whole he thing. gets in the cameras and they'll see it i'm like how does he do that
0: shit like that's mean it's great but it's mean white hat hackers man <laughs> dude i fuck i fully support that shit yeah if you're gonna be a fucking scam artist you deserve to get fucked with mm-hmm. like 100 percent you deserve to get fucked with
1: absolutely you made the comment too um i guess you feel like you've been holding back uh yeah and here's where i'm curious about this too because i I think with any first responder that does any sort of social media there's a fine line to walk right there's Mm -hmm. so you can go on the humor side and make tiktoks and funny videos and for the most part those are pretty well received like it just enlightens and laughs and allows you to um you know see a different side of our work we've had different guests on um you know like firefighter fitting or the fire department chronicles and, and and that's good, you know. For the most part, I feel like what we try and do on the podcast is good. Um, we we try and bring light to subjects that aren't—I don't want to say well liked, but what frequently talked about in our job.
0: Right, and I think the thing is, we're not talking about specific departments. We're talking about the fire service as a whole, mm-hmm. or the police force as a whole, or you know, the veteran community as a whole. We're not singling anybody out. We're saying, this is the problem. Let's do something to fix it. And I'm just... I feel like... I haven't gone hard enough in the paint, for lack of a better term, of really calling out the bullshit. Because, I mean, you know, we've done this... Later tonight, we will shoot our, I think it's our 92nd episode... So and then there's a couple in there I think that we did didn't get numbered, like Jay Thorns for uh Veterans Outdoors mm. that didn't get a number for some reason. I don't even remember. I think there was a we you shuffled ran out, the, you ran out of fingers. What, You're like, oh shit. <laughs> we shuffled the lineup. It was, you know, it was right about that time that we had uh some other people on and we were like, Okay, well we this we need to release first and then this one needs to go behind this person because they're kinda the same and or not the same, but it kind of ties in. Yeah, it. subjects tied in well together. Um but so we'll just call it ninety two episodes, right? Um we've heard the same version almost of the we've heard a version of the same story for a vast majority of those episodes, right? It's fucking frustrating. And I mean, in almost every one of those stories, the people that have come on, they've had some form of leadership that's failed them at some somewhere along the line, along the way, either leadership or culture with their organizations. And I'm just tired of not fucking speaking up. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck.
1: How toxic would you say the culture is in all first responder hood and i say that because how many different subjects in our line of work can we have this exact same conversation about Mm -hmm. pretend it's not about mental health right Mm -hmm. what if it's about work conditions what if Mm -hmm. it's about pay what if it's about tactical decisions what if it's about department sops and gags and gogs there are so many massive failures in law enforcement and fire and EMS and healthcare that we just continue the status quo of like tradition. And we, I, I had a con conver- this conversation with a leader on our department and, you know, great. This was got a year ago, middle of COVID, you know, just staffing problems. Same thing. Every department is yeah. facing. And I made the comment. I said, you can't attack unprecedented times with the same old, regular measures
0: well it, th- that goes goes back to what uh saying that you're pretty fond of um what do all firemen have in common they hate the way things are and they hate it they hate change so it's like oh we're gonna do something new i don't want to do that well we'll keep it the same i don't want to do that either <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah in general yeah we're just bitches i guess what <laughs>
1: But the problem is when that then seeps up into leadership, right? Yeah, and well, by and large, those people have come up through the ranks. Well, and and here's the thing too: like, it is what it is. In mm-hmm. our jobs, there's two career oh, paths. That's good. Black Rifle
0: Coffee, <laughs> not sponsored, but come on, Matt. <laughs> uh,
1: th- there's two career paths, right? There's that of doing things the right way being a cop's cop, a firefighter's firefighter, or there's the management career
0: track. Yeah. And those two are not... They're not the same. ...in unison of each other. Mm-mm. No. You find that whenever you get promoted, you'll find that out real quick. And there's there are some that,
1: I guess, blur, you could say blur the lines very well. Mm-hmm. There, there are those in leadership that were like, hey, we like that guy. Mm-hmm. But when you, when, you, when you look at these things like... <laughs> I mean, here's a failure, right? If if you look at interview boards for first responder promotions, a lot of them aren't fucking first responders. <laughs> mm. It's HR and it's mm-hmm. school teachers and it's the CEO of Dave's Coffee down the street and some random citizen we offered five bucks to on the street because we want a diverse panel for the people we represent. Well, that's
0: cool, but the people we represent don't do our fucking job. Really? <laughs> You mean the people no and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody in HR or anything else. They do their job, they're good at their job. You don't you, HR don't, doesn't
1: ask firefighters to come in and yeah. handle
0: HR issues. No, they have no understanding. <laughs> well, it's like you know, we go back to the whole culturally competent therapist argument. Well, do you have to have one or do you not? Well, we had, you know, David Struther on who is a therapist? He was a first responder. Who's a marine? And he's like, no, you don't have to have someone culturally competent. You just have to have someone who can empathize and connect, right? Which is a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Now, you have someone who can empathize and connect, but is also culturally competent that has an idea of what we do.
1: This sounds too good. I need you to shut up. Just to stop. Yeah, makes too much sense. Exactly. So, you know, but we but we've done this to ourselves, and. I hate to say, let's throw mental health on the back burner, but like, think about all the failures throughout the job, throughout the services that lead to poor mental health. Let's just, mm-hmm. let's address burnout, right? Like, God, I hate, yeah. it seems like that's all we talked about for the first 91 episodes on this show. Yeah. But you know, let's, let's talk about burnout. How many policies and problems have we allowed to happen that lead to burnout? How many uh, departments don't meet their staffing requirements, put things off for another day. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, we're seeing it right now, right? Yeah. It, I hate this and it's not a dig on you, but I think you recognize the 30 and under somethings carried this country through the pandemic because they had the least amount of time. They were in the worst positions and they were the ones on the front lines for the most part. The smart people were like, hey, management, let's woo, let's uh, hide behind our computer screen at home.
0: Don't blame them. It's smart. But but if if you look at turn to face the camera a little bit. There you go. (laughs) Hey, camera. I know you like people looking at the back of your head, but... uh... Well, I wore a hat this time because I'm tired of the glare on my forehead.
1: (laughs) But uh, I could even say maybe 35 and under. Um, Just just your line personnel in general.
0: Yeah. I I don't think that has to do anything with age because...
1: No, but it's just age with time on the job, right? Your 35 and unders are your usually non-management positions just because they're younger. Yeah. And the non-management positions during the pandemic fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, even on our department, they created the, like, <laughs> we're sending one person in the door rule or two, mm-hmm. which how many senior captains, senior leaders were like, it will be me. <laughs> no, fuck no. They were like, yeah. Hey, well, hey new guy.
0: <laughs> but I, I will say this, you know, and crucify me if you want. Some people followed that rule. Some people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked a lot of overtime during that time. Because, you know, we could. I, yeah, I could. <laughs> and I was one of the ones who didn't get COVID. So, for whatever reason, I didn't get it. So, somebody has to work. So, my happy ass went to work. Some crews I worked on, hey, we're all going in. This is just like normal. It's no different. Other crews, we're sending one. Okay, whatever. I'm not in charge. I wasn't I'm just, promoted I'm just yet here for the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here for the party, man. <laughs> Woo. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, so, but that goes, the goes back to different policies, procedures, and different standards and how everybody follows those. You know, it's interesting.
1: I, I don't know whether I call my generation soft or not based off this, right? But let's look I'm gonna I'm gonna make a stretch, but I swear I'll I call God, them I'll, soft. I'll bring him, I'll bring this point home, just hear me out, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, before you start, is this going to be a Nelson story?
1: No, it's not a story, it's a point.
0: Oh well, okay, a Nelson point where it starts over here and then ends up it, yeah. way over here and not related to anything that you said at the beginning. Maybe I don't know. Okay, continue.
1: Let's look back at the greatest generation post-World War II. Okay. We sent 16-year-olds plus. Some younger than that. Yeah. That lied. Yeah. Um, Overseas to fight. God bless them. Um, One of the bloodiest confrontations in the history of the world. It changed people. People saw things they shouldn't have ever seen. Mm -hmm. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. We brought them back. And we're like, hey, get to work. Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. Our economy, our society boomed after that. Mm-hmm. Um, they had kids. Literally, we have a generation named after it. Mm-hmm. And and society just look at look at how the American, we'll just say the American society grew after that. Mm-hmm. And now my generation, we're three years into COVID, I guess, two, a year on the backside of it. We'll call it a two-year pandemic for what it is. And we're burnt out we're done mm-hmm. we're changing careers
0: mm-hmm.
1: we we have staffing problems throughout all of fire ems nursing
0: that was happening before the pandemic
1: and now it's like it, it's, been, it's been
0: it's been exact it was exacerbated.
1: Yeah. is that right is it wrong do we deserve, like do we blame them for finding career choices because like, here's the thing how many times do we say like hey if you don't want to be here don't be here we'd rather you make we'd respect you more if you said this isn't for you mm-hmm than if you stayed in, you know what I mean? We say that all the time. Yeah. And pe- now people are calling us out on it. We're like, well, whoa, 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 well, well, shit. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> but, but,
0: but, we <laughs> staffing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think whenever you, whenever you start talking about that kind of stuff, then you start comparing generations. um, That's like talking about George Mikan. One of the all-time great centers in basketball. Played in the 50s he was 6 foot 6. You take George Mikan and you drop him to play against Jordan, you get destroyed. Yeah, especially at that height. You 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 can't compare. It it's apples and oranges. So what I will say though is Why is it though? Let me hear me say on that like cuz almost so, your points I'm, are
1: kind of productive, right? You're saying an older guy would get killed today. But I'm saying the older well, guys would do so much better today. Well, so
0: here let me <laughs> Let me go down. We'll go down the rabbit hole, the generational rabbit hole, okay? So all those people come back from World War II, right? We know about PTSD now. We know about trauma. We know about TBI, all of those things. So, yes, they come back and they go to work, and they're fucked up. But they still continue to work and do all of that stuff, much like what a lot of people do today. They can still be functional, they're not healthy though. And they're, you know, they may do well at work because, you know, work suffers last. Family life's terrible. So then you grow up, even though you have a nuclear family, mom, dad, kids, whatever, dad's gone because he's providing. But that's all he's doing. There's no leadership in the home. There's no... You know, love and comfort and all of that stuff, right? Because dad doesn't tell kids he loves them because that's not his job. That's mom's job because we have that separation. So look, and at,
1: and and we didn't have women in the workforce like we do though. Yeah, I'm. Right. It's, it's that's a point. historical fact. Yeah, it's it's just it's a point. Okay? It is what it is.
0: We're not revising history. So if you don't like it, fuck off. Sorry, I'm not no, muzzling myself. No, today. It,
1: but it's true. Like so, yeah. we had the, the family dynamics too. Like, look at the fifties. Yeah. The wives stayed home, cooked, kept their opinions quiet, and went to book club, where the husbands went out and drank. <laughs> you know, what? it is. Just look at the stereotypes yeah. and the standards. Then.
0: So, but so look at whenever the children of those people started growing up, right in the sixties. So you see how culture shifted. It became a bunch of fucking hippies. Yeah, a lot of drugs um, sex outside of marriage all of those things that were basically it was counterculture well look at the next conflict look at the next
1: military conflict yeah completely counter to what world war ii was
0: yeah well don't forget about korea korea was in there true so and that happened in the 50s late 50s i think oh, fuck i should be better at this um so you had that as well, and you had some veterans from World War II that fought in Korea as well. That's neither here nor there, and that's not what we're talking about. But so, but you could see the culture of our country shift. So, And it really kind of goes back to that saying of hard times create strong men. Strong men strong, create good, good, times, good times. Good times create weak, weak men. So what happened is all of those people came back. For better or worse, they dealt with their problems how they dealt with them for better or worse but they made the country better right or at least seemingly better we were on the upswing so then you get this counterculture movement now all of these kids start kind of veering off and then you get the 60s you get the flower children and the hippies and then you start to move into the 70s which you know even takes it even further so culture has shifted completely opposite of what it was in the 30s 40s and early 50s i mean just even in the 80s i mean you had the wall street greed is good the crack epidemic you know and then you went into the 90s where all of a sudden everything's on mtv you know and you're seeing all of this culture is becoming digital at this point exactly it makes you wonder if we had facebook
1: starting in 1945 do you think the suicide rate would have been higher?
0: I don't know. Because, honestly, there's no good data on it. We So record keeping back then was not what record keeping is now. And even now, those numbers get fudged. If you grew up, if you grew up, And no one in your life had ever killed
1: themselves and nobody ever talked about suicide and you'd never heard of it. Mm -hmm. If you were depressed, you wouldn't kill yourself because it's not a known option.
0: Mm. I like the theory. I would like to see data to support that. There will never be none. There will never be none. Any so I forgot but, this is a fucking English yeah. podcast. I don't speak English, <laughs> um, but, but no, but back I to will, my- I will give you
1: data to support it. Okay, there's an uptick in suicides in the United States for every celebrity suicide. Robin Williams, Lisa Chester Bennington, Chester
0: Bennington that's recorded, yes, and in every like town or area where there's one. Like, you'll see it at a high school. Somebody commits suicide. Then you get, like, the, I don't know, copycat suicides? That It yeah. sounds weird. Um, but, no, but also, on that note, you get the same thing with crime. If you have, like, a school shooting, what's going to happen? You're going to see another one shortly. Mm-hmm. If you have, like... Let's say three or four cars that get broken into, and it gets publicized on the news. What happens? Everything. All of a sudden, there's a rash of cars getting broken into.
1: So, did the 40s and 50s have it right, where we just shut up and we don't talk about it?
0: I don't think so, because I think the 40s and 50s, and I'm not. Please do not think that I'm shitting on that generation. It's a it's a different we'll have different to have, time. We'll have to
1: bring Wallace on the podcast. That's what we need to do.
0: Yeah. <laughs> different time, different culture, but. If you look at the children they raised and the country that those children formed whenever they became leaders and adults, then absolutely fucking not. Because we are not better off. I, th- I do not think we are better off culturally and socially than we were in the 30s and 40s. Say it again. I don't think that we are better off culturally and socially than we were in the 30s and 40s. In most
1: aspects, I will agree with you. Most aspects.
0: Race being a big one. So, yeah, race being a big one. um, Also, gender equality. Women in the workplace. Yes. Obviously, those things, yeah, you're going to have good progression as well as you're going to have shit progression but i mean you look at what our national debt has turned into what our national government has turned into
1: it's radical either way there's no
0: yeah there's no working man's no there's no middle class anymore no No matter what anybody might say it's a we're a dying breed basically and we'll be the middle class will be gone in the next 20 to 30 years Period. It's just
1: interesting, though, too. I, I don't know if we go back to the 80s and start this with MTV
0: to where we truly just became pl- but see, plugged I, in. I think and, you have to go back further than that, though, because it started further back than that. Because it's a... Tr- it's a Dude, it's that slouch into the gates of fucking hell. And I, I mean, what? Do we go back to the 70s the with
1: Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band First Color Music Video? I mean, what do we... I,
0: we can't go back in time.
1: No, but we've got to the point where now these little fancy handheld devices are have replaced so much for good and for bad, right? Mm-hmm. I have my weather. Uh, just with the new iPhone update, I can put my little weather right there in the middle so I don't have to actually open my phone because I was losing so much time opening my phone to check the weather it was terrible man that must free up so much of your day I, I have so many more much more time for activities now yeah you could do karate in the garage uh, yeah um but like we rely on this right mm-hmm. like literally when at&t you know how many times have we seen like or sprint like their tower goes out for like an hour and people are like stock up on supplies the world's ending <laughs> you know <laughs> i wish um, that would happen but w- we've become so plugged in it results in us being so disconnected mm-hmm. and yeah. we have lost our ability. We've lost a lot of face-to-face emotion with that. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, we've lost even more than we were already losing. Like if we're looking at a little spike graph, we're like, Oh look, there it goes. And then like 2000 hits and it's like, pfft. yeah, resiliency. Yeah. We've lost our problem solving and resiliency skills. Mm-hmm. It, well, all the other things in my life are instant. Why is this not instant? Mm hmm. And it results in, I'm either mad about it, and I'm fighting and choosing violence, or I'm so sad I don't know what else to do,
0: I'm just going to kill myself because it's going to be immediate. hmm And... Well, think about it. Think about the way that children are raised nowadays. How many people have you seen, I won't say do you know, because, you know, we're not putting anybody on blast, we're being PC and all that bullshit. Yeah, suck it. How many people... Their kids are, they're driving in the car and you drive by them and both the kids in the back or the kid in the back is on a tablet. Uh, go to a restaurant. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, and here's the thing too. It's, and we have known these people in our lives, Mm -hmm. the ones that kill themselves and there, there wasn't any fixing that. Yeah. Like the guy Joe talked about that wrote all the letters, like, Mm -hmm. There's there are some like that's just that's it. Yeah. And no matter what you do, it's it's almost like cancer. No matter what you throw at it, cancer's gonna win.
0: And still I have to wonder if there was some point where that could have been But here's here's
1: the problem. Here's here's the problem in our society, right? For every one of those, there are fifty attention getters. Fifty repeaters. And, and, and we well, worked the same job. I, you know, being a medic in our city with our children's hospital, I've lost count. I've lost count mm-hmm. of the amount of times I took transfers out of our children's hospital to uh, pediatric psych hospital. And and there's two faults here. And this is this was the story. Ninety five percent of the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Kid didn't get. New Jordans, new Xbox, new PlayStation, or got them taken away, and their first words were, "I'm just going to kill myself." Mm-hmm. Failure one. Failure two, is the parent didn't parent didn't have any problem solving skills, parenting skills, resiliency skills, and they then took them to the ER, tying up more resources, yada yada mm-hmm. yada, to solve to parent for them and solve their problem.
0: I ran that call on Sunday night. Um, and then about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe an hour after I ran that call, because I worked on the ambulance on the back half. Ew. Yeah. Um, ran a call. We pull up into the Taco Bell parking lot. I have an earache. Okay. Um, do you want to go to the hospital? Yes. Uh, did, how did you get here? Did you drive? Did you walk? Oh, I walked. Okay. You couldn't walk 200 yards further to the hospital that we can see? I don't want to go there. Well, guess what? I'm not driving you 20 more minutes in any direction to get to another hospital. You're going to that one because this is not an emergency. Well, I don't. Those are your choices. We can go right there. Well, I'm scared of that place. Well, you're scared of that place because...
1: They hold you accountable.
0: Yeah. And they know you by name because you're in there all the time for bullshit. Mm -hmm. And those people are creating a drain on the system because that was 25 minutes that we were out of service dealing with that. Jeremy, it's not even... we, We can keep it in the realm of mental
1: health here. Not only is that a drain on the system, and you've seen it. I, I've lost count of these patients, too. Mm-hmm. Man, I want to go to the hospital. Hey, listen, person X, Y, and Z. I see you, we've ran you nine times in the last four days. I'm not playing this game with you anymore. You're drain on the system. Nothing's wrong with you. What's their magic
0: words to guarantee they can go to a hospital? Chest pain. Even above that. Shorter breath. I'm suicidal. Oh, well, yeah, there are I don't get that one too much, but I don't work on the ambulance as much as you. I'm
1: suicidal. I'm yeah.
0: suicidal, and it, it's a drain
1: in the system, right? And and mm-hmm. and I don't blame them because I and I have ran and you've ran the patients that are having mental health emergencies absolutely have, and they they are calling because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And what do we do? We take them to a hospital, like we're like literally the only thing we can do. We have to take them to an emergency room. Yep. Usually, that emergency room at least in some of our larger hospitals in the city, has a separate psychiatric ward to it mm-hmm. that's full of drunks and combative assholes. Mm-hmm. And they walk in there scared as hell. So guess what? If they have another emergency or if their problems don't get solved, I don't fucking blame them for not calling back. Yeah, Why the fuck would you want to go in there? Yeah. that like Here's, here's, here's the thing, people. I, I hope plenty of strangers watch this episode that aren't in this line of work. And so they realize truly the fucking problems that plague... Like, guess what, people? If you live in a large metropolitan area, your police department short staffed, your fire department short staffed. Ta da! Your ERs are probably short staffed too. Mm-hmm. It just is what they are. Yeah, you're not going to get the services you need to in a timely manner, usually because those resources are being tied up a good, probably thirty to forty percent of the time at any given time with just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's the—that's the
0: situation we are in. Yeah, unfortunately. Because, you know, and yeah, like you said, and if- I don't know how many non-first responders watch this, but look, we got, it's a, it was a mass fucking exodus. Mm-hmm. In the past five years, we've lost more people from our particular department and other departments that we know of. This used to be a career field, police and fire, used to be a career field that you came into knowing I'm doing 25 years, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm barring an injury that didn't allow you to work anymore. I'm coming in, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to get a pension. This is a career. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Now stepping stone job. It's a stepping stone job. It's, and it's just a job
1: mm-hmm.
0: of, well, I'll do this for three, four, five years and then I'll quit and I'll go do something else. I'll be completely out of the field, which is, I mean, that's your right to do that. If that's what you want to do, if you want to come in and be a paramedic and you want to get some experience and then you want to go back to school and become a doctor or a nurse or what, great. Great. Improve yourself. I am 100% for that. However, as departments and municipalities, we have to realize that that is the general trend now. So leadership needs to realize that we have to hire more. And be prepared for those people to leave.
1: I I think we also do a poor job of like, you know, I see the campaign going on right now in our city. We're putting firefighters on buses and all this other stuff like advertising. Come work for us. Come work for us. You are this department. What you need to put on the bus is that firefighter with the bloody nose that got punched in the fucking face by your drunk patient. What you need to put on there is the cop getting screamed at over a civil matter because the people are too drunk to listen to what's going on. Yeah. Or
0: getting getting prosecuted for just doing their fucking job.
1: That's the the fucking reality of this job. It's our own goddamn fault. We false advertise it. Come be a hero. Come serve your community. Come get shit on.
0: Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Now, I... So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's reel it back in though because that's not all the job is we don't need to doom and gloom it to the point no it's still but that's what's making people leave i think you, you want to get real i think it's that and it's the general culture because and, and we've had this conversation before we took over the ambulance and a lot of cities have done the same thing they have merged their fire service and ems service Which it makes sense to do that, right? It helps the fire service stay relevant. It looks looks good on paper. It it looks good on paper. And if it's run correctly, it can be awesome. However, how many times have you walked into a station and you or somebody else with not very much time on is going to be on the ambulance and you hear the old timers? Oh, you're on that shit box. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah, that's how many times can you hear that before you adopt the same attitude? So that's another failure in leadership. And if you have a problem with what I'm saying, no, you're you're your the prob- fucking problem. you probably... So problem. go fuck yourself. Again, I'm going to say go fuck yourself a lot tonight, probably. Um, anyway, where is I going? Yeah. So it's a cultural thing. Realize 90%, and you would know the numbers better than I do, 90% of what we do revolves around that ambulance. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We just... Don't run as much. I mean, we still run a lot of fire, but we, our call volume is could, quadruple say, what it was whenever I came on. You can say 85% of the
1: calls that we run an ambulance is going on, yeah. either by itself or in unison so with other companies.
0: It's part of the job. It's not going anywhere except it. And in the grand scheme of things, and I, I was talking to one of the younger guys at my station yesterday about, because we were having this conversation. Actually, it was two days ago. Um, me and another guy with about my time on and a couple younger guys were having this conversation. And one of the younger guys said, he goes, look, he goes, to be honest, the way that I look at it is I've helped more people and done more good on that ambulance than I ever have on that fire truck, which is, he's not wrong. And I've said countless times too,
1: you know, I'm much more as a paramedic, I'm much more likely to end up in a courtroom over a call on an ambulance than I am on a fire truck.
0: Yeah, and you're much more likely to save a life.
1: You know, it's... And and that's the problem is, like, I I knew what I was getting into. I was a medic before this, before getting on our department. Like, I, I knew a little bit of what the life was like. So, yeah, I was lucky in the fact that, you know, I I knew... Kind of what I was getting into, having done at least EMS before. But we advertised this like, hey, old Jimmy off the street, fresh out of high school, do you want to serve your community? Come on in. And we don't, like, it's just, it's so no how- different than a relationship, right? If you put on a front that, like, look at me, look at all the good things I do, blah, 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 blah. And then we get in a relationship and they are like, oh, here's my skeletons
0: in the closet. See, but that's, that's goes- not healthy. But that goes back to that conversation that we've had before of how do you prepare people for the job that they're coming into? Tell them the truth. Right. But do you think people that – do you think even if you told them the truth, all of the shit, that they would really understand until they see it?
1: I mean, so here's an example. Like in today's society, right, and, and, you know, you you go to the police academy – you see a lot of dashcam videos, a lot of bodycam videos. You, you break down situa- scenarios, previous calls. You learn from them, right? Mm-hmm. We don't do that in the fire service. We don't do that in the academies. In our academy, we don't. We don't. No, we don't discuss previous call. We we talk. We have, you know, in a in a six month academy of six eight hour days a week. There's an hour where somebody comes in and is like, "Hey,
0: I'm here to talk about mental health." quick sidebar yeah quick sidebar on that cuz it just reminded me of something we'll get back to that um I was scrolling through instagram the other day and it had a video from a training academy and i don't know where of this cadet throwing ladders so you know the do throw shit you know know your shit throw a ladder mm-hmm. right how many ladders does it take at a fire all of them then grab some more right which is great um And a lot of the comments were, great job, yeah, awesome, that's cool, blah, 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 blah. Then a couple people were like, what the fuck? Why are you doing that? And they were getting hammered. And let me tell you why they were saying what the fuck. Because this cadet carried a roof ladder and a 24-foot ladder on his shoulder at the same time. What the fuck? Yeah. Then when he got to their training building that he was putting them up against... He threw the ladder, legitimately threw it. Yes. Then proceeded to raise it up incorrectly, spot it incorrectly. Um, Yeah, there was nothing right about what he was doing. But you have all of these people purporting to be career firefighters telling this kid, good job. Or this training academy, good job for teaching him this way. It's fucking stupid.
1: You know, it's a lot like lifting weights. Like, man, cool. He can bench four hundred pounds, but his form shit. Yeah. Like, just because you're doing it doesn't mean you're fantastic for doing it. Yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. One of my favorite guys on TikTok (laughs) gets these videos of like (laughs) like middle school and high school kids throwing like ninety plus. And, you know people are putting them on there They're like yeah look at this kid it'll just be like ball <laughs> For it didn't even like he, what he did was just like a hundred year old lady throwing out a first pitch at like a rangers game yeah. <laughs> he's like ball <laughs> And people tore him up for it. And he's like, what the fuck did you like,
0: like You can't call shit out anymore? <laughs> even in like, a funny way. But like, yeah, it was complete I mean, humor. Yeah. <laughs> people were like, oh my gosh, she's done more in your life than you ever will. Like, yeah. And then this guy was like, well, she still threw a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, but that goes back to the whole thing with how our culture has shifted. Like even stand-up comedy is not safe anymore.
1: No God, one one of the greatest and here's the best thing. Black comics aren't even safe. <laughs> nope. It's true. It's true,
0: right? Like, except for Dave Chappelle, he's not safe. Oh, he's safe because I mean, he's he safe don't on, give up. He's fuck. safe on
1: Netflix, but like, still, one community will go. You know, like the LGBTQ plus community will still go after him. Like, yeah, but they're not making any headway. But you know, it's it's funny because like you, a white comic makes a black joke, and they're like, oh my god, he's a racist. Shut him down. And you are like, well, at least the black comics are safe, and now Dave Chappelle's not even safe. <laughs> <laughs> Like that guy tried to stab him on stage for Christ's sake. Oh <laughs> like yeah. But do you remember like here's a great example. I hate to go back twenty years, but let's go back twenty years. Do
0: you remember Spell show? Mm-hmm. The racial draft? Yes. The most epic, like the funniest fucking thing. The world would implode if that aired today. Oh, absolutely. Can you can you imagine them releasing blazing saddles now? Oh my god. I'm surprised they haven't, like, banned it. So, it was on TV, this was probably six, eight months ago, it was on, fuck, I don't know, TNT, AMC, whatever. One of the old people networks. One one of the old people networks, you know, that us old people watch. It was completely bleeped out. Like, legitimately, all of the funny jokes, (laughs) you couldn't hear any of them, because they just cut the sound. Because it's not acceptable by today's standards. Now is that... Now I'm going to ask you because you're you and I'm me. Mm-hmm. Is that right or wrong? We do a great
1: job in this country of... <laughs> and it's the most like spoiled rotten child thing I've ever heard of, right? It's like... If I, I'm like, hey, Jeremy, you know, if you're a flat earther, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, hey, Jeremy, the earth's round, and you stick your fingers in your ears, you la-la-la as loud as you can and scream and say, I don't have to listen to you. And that's what we've done in a society, right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, somebody may not agree with that somewhere in some foreign land at this certain time if you tilt your head to the left. We better just not show it. We don't want to offend anybody, and and God forbid we get into political political correctness and mental health. But I think it does play a huge factor um, in the game of resiliency. Yeah, um, and I I hate to I hate to take a subject that needs addressing and try and make it a political thing, which I don't think the ter- you know the term politically correct necessarily isn't a red or blue term. Um, but I don't think it is, but we, we've done this, (laughs) we've done this job of like, Oh, uh, you know, let's, let's just not, let's just not talk about it because we don't want them to be offended. And we, and we literally watch people just, it's the game of, I can talk louder than you so I don't have to hear your point. And when you're like, Hey, let's have, no, no, no.
0: Yeah. We're not going to have a discussion about it. So, but here's the thing. So, right. Some of that stuff. That was funny back then, or whatever. That might have been. Well, I mean, you use Blazing Saddles for an example. There's just some racist shit in that movie. I, I, I don't know how South Park's still on. I love it. I love every second of it. I yeah. I don't either, and I don't like it. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> it's an odd conundrum to be sure that you can have a show like that that is completely ridiculous. On so many levels, but then you go back to a show that was made, or a movie that was made 40 years ago, and it's not acceptable anymore, but they're doing the same thing on this show. So, anyway, that's beside the point. The, the point I was trying to make was, I think the whole political correctness thing, you know, or being PC. Pro, pro, progressive or, and aware. Pro, progressive and aware, right? So certain things need to be changed. No, it is not okay to use racial slurs okay so that needed to change obviously but at the same time i think we've gone from addressing issues that needed to be addressed to now we're just nitpicking about shit and it's who can be offended the most
1: we're, we're, keep in mind, we're also on a Sioux happy culture.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Did you know, which I saw this on in an article uh, yesterday, in South Korea, um, civil liability is also criminal liability. So let's say we're in South Korea and you say something about me that is defamation. Or could it doesn't matter if it's true or not? South Korea or North Korea? South Korea.
1: Well, I thought we would like them.
0: Yeah, this. no, we do. But they, <laughs> look, here's the thing: that's America's shit. America's laws are different than everybody else's, right?
1: Bro, just watch Kim Jong. We John have and be like, hey, we can you guys because of the wash podcast. We saw shit you were talking yeah. on us. Fuck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they just shot a missile over Japan, by the way. Um, but anyway, here's my point. So. There's a singer from South Korea who some shit was said about on Twitter, and now the her management company is going after those people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the way that it is there, so it doesn't matter if you say something about me that is true or not true, I can still sue you civilly. And if you are found guilty, for lack of a better word, then you will face criminal charges and go to jail and be fined and all this other stuff. So imagine if that was the law here. It would fix some problems, but also create more. Uh, yes. <laughs> there would be no CNN. There would be no Fox News. There would be no keyboard warriors. There would be no keyboard warriors. <laughs> like- I still like the old the, the the way that Jay and Silent Bob handled it at the end of Jay and Silent Bob's Strike Back. They just had the big dot matrix printout of all the people who hammered them online and they just went door to door punching everybody right in the face because i think if more people got punched in the face they'd be less apt to run their fucking cock holster Mm
1: -hmm. on the internet Mm
0: -hmm. because it's consequences
1: or i'm gonna bring it back home if in public service, sometimes management had to follow through with the protocols they dictate and create.
0: <laughs> but you they wouldn't create them. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say this.
1: The word minimum staffing is a fun word to use till you're minimally
0: staffed and you're uh, the staff. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's got to be a hard job and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus or say they're doing things wrong or right or whatever that's not that's not for me to say I do know that decisions at that high of a leadership level there's a lot that goes into it right because learned, you have to you have to you're accountable to the city you're accountable to the department and you're accountable to your membership
1: and so that's what it's interesting with a lot of at least I'll say I don't know hospital, nurse, union structure much, but I do know FOP and fire union structure. And there's always this, I hate to say power struggle, but I guess you could call it, because you have the membership mm-hmm. they're your staff. You have a union or an FOP that represents them. You have administration or management in that company, or in that department. and And that can be a power struggle amongst itself. And God forbid that, all those talking heads are on the same point, then you still have your municipality government over them. And and so I said, and I told you this a few days ago, I sat in a meeting with, you know, some of our upper management. It, it was a good discussion. And as much as I do like to bitch sometimes, I am kind of humbled or reminded that, like, they fight a good fight too. And just, you know, and they made a comment. They're like, hey, we wanted to do this program, this program, and this program that you guys have been asking for, but – city legal city HR got their hands in it and they wanted to push this agenda and that agenda with it. So we're just not going to do it.
0: Yeah. It's uh, there's okay. So many fucking
1: hands in the pie. And, and I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. His name is Gary Disney. He's the chief of the volunteer chief of the fire department in Adrian, Missouri, my hometown. And I volunteered for summer there before I went to college because I knew I wanted to go into public. service. So at the time I wanted to be a cop. Thank mm-hmm. God I'm not. Um, but he knew I wanted to go into public service. He's like, why don't you try volunteering volunteer for the summer? You know, see what it's like. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever, yeah, yeah. Had a blast. It's it's the reason I'm in the fire service today is because I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was like, yeah, we were talking one night, and he was like, yeah, I got this. City council meeting tomorrow. I got to fight about this. And I was like, why well, you got to fight about it? He's like, oh, just politics. I'm like, why is there politics in the fire service? You're just helping each other. And he's like, yeah. oh, bud, you'll learn. And I'm like, that's
0: <laughs> stupid. There's no politics. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which, you know, on anybody with a rational thought, you know, that sat down and think about it rationally for two seconds. There should not be politics and right. public service. What's, what's public service in for? Pu- and public safety. What's public safety for? Yeah.
1: To it's keep free. the public safe. Yeah. Right? There is a way to keep the public safe and there is not a way to keep the public safe. It is black and white. There is no feelings. We have to do, you have to do this to stay safe. You do, like, it's just, yeah. it's like when you go on a fucking field trip and you're in kindergarten. Find your accountability, buddy. Hold their hand. Mm-hmm. You stay together. There's no, like, hey, if you feel like you want to hold their hand, that's okay. Let's just not go outside. There's not. There's no gray area. Yeah. This is what we're doing to stay safe. Mm-hmm. And what normal citizen that depends on us for them to be safe thinks that agendas and politics are great idea? right because guess what has led to
0: short staffing Mm -hmm. low morale well think about it the we'll say the common everyday citizen could give two fucks about politics they don't fucking care they want to take care of their family they want to earn money and they want to be safe and
1: they want us to show the fuck up in a reasonable manner with reasonable good attitudes when they call for
0: help exactly be fucking professional but guess what? We've let politics invade every aspect of our life. Help, I'm shot.
1: I need 911. Yes, ma'am, the ambulance will be to you in 15 minutes. Why 15 minutes? Well, because Joe Blow, Susie Smokehead, and Randy the Drunk have all called for ambulances and we're busy dealing with them, but we'll get one to you as soon as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Hope you got a tourniquet and know how to use it.
1: Right. You if our dispatch said that? Yeah. Uh, Let me rephrase that. Can you imagine if our
0: dispatch told people the truth? Yeah. I mean, we've had those conversations off air of the ridiculous, the ridiculousness of it all, of waiting for services.
1: Like, literally, the other day in our city, the police department was blacked out.
0: Oh, that happens.
1: At one o'clock in the afternoon... Mm -hmm. On a Sunday. Yeah. You aren't getting a cop if you call 911. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. On what fucking planet? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, and why is that? Why is that?
1: Because the police department has no staffing.
0: Exactly. Why do they have no staffing?
1: Because they have politics that have made the morale in that job terrible.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. because we've let it become political
1: i don't feel safe if there's no police we don't feel safe being the police ta-da yeah <laughs> damn look at the problem we got <laughs>
0: yeah so guess
1: what yeah <laughs> it, it blows my mind
0: but i just i don't, I don't know it. dude here's what it's and this is my opinion here's what it boils down to We are at the point where we need strong leaders in the fire service, the police department, all first, all emergency services across the board. We need strong leaders at the city level, at the state level, and at the national level that give a shit about the citizens of this country, state, town, county, parish, whatever Whatever the East Coast is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> Joking. Not really. Um Great. Now we got three lawsuits from parishes coming in. <laughs> hey, bro. That's hey, I'm from Louisiana. I can say that shit. Um, What's that? Parishes. No, Louisiana. Louisiana so Louisiana is still under Napoleonic law. Is that a state? Louisiana's a state. But we Never have heard of it. We have parishes instead of counties. Hmm, never it's heard of it. the only state in the union like that. Anyway, uh, back to the whole Not leadership was thing. like that, too. Yeah. Do what? Who? Isn't Maryland like no. that? No. Louisiana is the only state like that. Huh. So, we need strong leaders at every level of government and every level of emergency services that really give a shit and take the politics, stick them in your back fucking pocket, take those pants, throw them in the trash, burn the trash down. Okay. Drain the swamp. Drain the fucking swamp. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, because we've gotten so far away from that, you know, once upon a time in this country, we had unity for a very brief period of time. Dude, September 12th,
1: 2001 was one of the greatest days in this country ever. Yeah. Right up with December 8th, 1941.
0: Yeah. But guess what? September 15th, business as usual. Because we forget very quickly. We should be one country with one mission. But we're not. We've somehow lost our way.
1: And I just, I don't... I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, I would love for this podcast to just, like replace joe rogan at the number one and it's not because i hate joe rogan but that means that many people are that much more educated to what goes on in public service
0: yeah Well. yeah dude it would be awesome or just have and not even that who the fuck cares if we have a million viewers how about this how about we have 50 other podcasts that are just like this giving the same fucking message how about we have joe rogan who has what? How many people watch his podcast?
1: Like eighteen trillion, I think. Exactly. Yeah,
0: and some people on Mars too. Yeah,
1: and you know, aliens
0: and centurion yep. or whatever.
1: When they when they released the Hubble telescope yeah. images, there were people listening to yeah of it.
0: Yeah, they had T shirts. Mm-hmm. But how about he talks about it? You know, how about whoever whoever the big podcasters are? The fucking. How about mainstream media get their head uh, out of their ass? No, uh, wait. Uh, uh, Listen. Common sense. Wait. Stop it. Wait. <laughs> mainstream media, get your fucking head out of your ass. Actually start reporting the news and stop doing editorials and fucking tell people what's going on. About shit that matters.
1: Now they were too busy running editorials about how Patrick Mahomes isn't a team player. <sighs>
0: about shit. <laughs> Again, <laughs> like, Prior, we go back to the priorities and what's really fucking important.
1: You know, it's and it's funny because they're like, well, everybody knows it's wrong. Everybody thinks you're stupid. But technically, everybody's clicking yeah. on your page now. So, like, I exactly. can't. God damn it. like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking clickbait.
1: <laughs> and I'm just as guilty because I'm like, let me read this dumb exactly. shit.
0: Exactly. <laughs> How many times have you clicked on an article because of the headline, then read the article and it didn't match what was the headline? Yeah. Or like today, they're like, you know,
1: NFL run- rookie running back for our-, our-, our team, like suspended for six games. Yeah. Of course, we're all thinking it's like our standout rookie. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, shit, shit. So I click on it and it's like, practice squad. I'm like, God yeah. damn, get fucked. Get Who fucked. the fuck is that get guy? Fucked. Like, I was so bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, did the I sh- same thing. I should have fucking the same known. Article.
1: I should have fucking yeah.
0: known. I read the same fucking article. Yeah. They got me too. And I don't even give a shit about them. Yeah. But I still was like, oh, fuck. What dumbass is still taking fucking steroids? They get tested like twice a day. Anyway. All right. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, we
1: well, have yeah, final thoughts. Uh, yeah. People are fucking stupid. We got to be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the way around i had to drive in johnson county yesterday so my renewed hatred of people is just
0: oh dude (laughs) driving that chief's buggy you yeah fuck me yeah like i
1: bro let's do a podcast on what the fuck we're allowing people to get driver's licenses for these days (laughs)
0: like yeah good luck with that i had somebody
1: plot like literally just today Like, she sees me, see her, see me, and still pulls out in front of me on the bike. Luckily, I had another lane.
0: I got one better for you. (laughs) I'm sitting at a stop sign in the right-hand turn lane. Car pulls up next to me in the left-hand turn lane. I'm sitting there. They pull up next to me. It's just a guideline of a (laughs) turn. Turn guidelines. (laughs) And then I kind of start to go, and they go and turn right, right in front of me. Almost laid my fucking bike down in the middle of the fucking street. And I'm like... Are you fucking... <laughs> Turn guidelines. Really? <laughs> Was it a solid line or a striping line? That's just a recommendation. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, final thoughts. Yeah. Everybody be better. Leadership, get your fucking head out of your ass. Do the right thing. Politics, throw them out the fucking window. People start being resilient. Stop being... Titty babies. We'll do the work. Mm-hmm. You have to develop resiliency. That's
1: what's great in a capitalist country.
0: You get what you put into it. Exactly. But we all like shortcuts. Mm -hmm. But guess what? There's no shortcut to that. You've got to fucking do the work. There's
1: no shortcut to a good career path, mental health, improvement,
0: nothing. Yeah. There really is none. No. Do the fucking work. Stop looking for a way around. So, all right. If you're struggling, reach out. There are resources out there that will help you do the fucking work. If you know somebody that's struggling, give them some resources. Do the work to help them. Yeah. What? What? (laughs) But make sure that they're doing the fucking work to help themselves because you can't help somebody who doesn't want to help themselves. doesn't matter how much you fucking try or how much you want it for somebody because guess what? Whenever little Timmy's out there on the football field, you can't go out there and block for him. It's no different in life timeout before we did so did you see the video <laughs> of the t-ball player who hit the ball and then went and tackled the pitcher no because <laughs> yes i did see Little League that
1: game down in texas where the kid got a shit rocked and the mom came on the field and tackled the kid
0: <laughs> no i did not oh, see yeah. that
1: it, it. <laughs>
0: that's texas though
1: That's yeah, Texas.
0: <laughs> i bet there's about 10 pounds of aqua net in that hair that's also legally a helmet probably more effective than what the nfl provides uh, All right. Love you all. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And thanks for watching. See you next time. Don't be a dick.